What's going on everybody? Mothman here. And Pope brought me back for the first time in a really long time to tell you guys to uh, make sure that you're exercising caution when you're listening to podcasts. Macabre Masters is a completely uncensored podcast. So you're liable to run into a lot of different subjects and situations while listening to this, including violence, death, suicide, sex, sexual assault, murder, pretty much anything on the board that you can possibly think of is mentioned in this podcast. If any of these things are triggering for you, then we advise that you do not listen to the podcast and we do not judge you for it. We love you. We want you to be well and we think you're great. So um, if those things don't bother you though, we hope that you enjoy the podcast very much. And uh, hey guys, can you bring me back for the outro, please? I'd really appreciate it. Guys? Beth? Nick? Cool. Uh, all right. So uh, let's go. Ahead. Let's go ahead and get into this. Um, all right. So <clears throat> gotta once again, as always, gotta go pope mode. Okay. Cool. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? How are you doing tonight? I hope you're all doing well. I can't hear you because you're listening, and I have already recorded this. But I'm sure you're doing great. If you're not doing great, then tell me about all your problems on Apple Podcasts and the reviews. Um, I care. I promise. I care. Um, as much as Zuck cares about your opinion Facebook of Instagram. Group. Huh? You can also reach us in the Facebook group. We take criticism there, too. Yeah, we do. We do have a Facebook <laughs> group. That's right. Beth is the administrator of that. So uh, you'll be probably talking mostly to Beth in that situation. Yeah. But, I mean, where's the... I, I fell to see the issue. Um, so <laughs> with that said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Macabre Masters. Uh, I'm Pope. Um, I'm hanging out, as always, with Beth the Macabre Pimpstress. And original Nick, the lore master. And uh, today we actually have a special guest uh, from the wonderful podcast, Beetlecast, as well as being a Twitch streamer uh, at twitch.tv slash ghostbody. We have my very good friend, Zachary Ghostbody, Ghostbody, who's hanging out with us tonight. And we're going to talk about horror games. Now, you guys might remember we talked about horror games before uh, Beth came on, and it was terrible. Um, and, uh, I'm great. embarrassed that it, it is. fantastic. I, yeah, it was, yeah, definitely fantastic. We, we stumbled, we fumbled through that one. Okay. Um, but that's okay. We're good. We got, we got a professional on board. Yeah. So a little bit of background about Zach, um, is that he's, uh, he's, a he's a Twitch streamer, but not only that, he is an avid gamer has been playing for many, many years. It's just something that was like a huge passion of his. He's also one of my longest and like almost awesome friends that I've had for many years. In fact, Nick and Zach, I if I didn't meet you guys at the same con, it was in the same time period. Craziness. It was in the exact same time period. You guys have both been in my life for about the same amount of time. So um it's it's fucking amazing to have them both on a podcast and it's just amazing how over the years things play out. But so the first question I have, of course, is how are you all doing tonight? Doing absolutely fantastic, as I always say. You know, I'm I'm doing actually way better than I normally have been. I know I kind of choose it for the podcast, but today's a really good day. There was some good news that came in. Job yeah, race. congratulations <laughs> more on time, the new job. I'm more really time excited for, the podcast. for you. Nick got a new job, guys. Yeah, more time to game. He's moving up in the world. As much. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I, I've been playing Stray. I really like Stray. It's a lot of fun. I just um, downloaded it. I can't wait to check it out. So it's going to be really cool. Make sure that... I'm totally kidding. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go have a good well, time. Well, so, like, I got it. Okay, I have one question. Is it something that Jocelyn can play? Like, because she's into cats. That's the whole reason I got the game, is so she can play as a cat. And so, like, I want to know if it's going to be something that's, like... Is there, like, car accidents and shit like that in it? Or is it, like, not quite so... Because, like, I've heard it's a little bit adult but not really bad. I I'm about three hours into it. It's only about a seven hour game. It's very short. Um, and I haven't seen anything that I would define as adult, but I haven't seen the whole game. Mm. So I'm not sure so what I will suspicious. tell you though, as far as language goes, 
is that first of all, nobody speaks in English except your little robot buddy. <laughs> and um, everybody else speaks in like kind of like undertale kind of just noises. And then the guy translates for you. So uh, there's not a lot of language in it. And your cat definitely doesn't talk. There's actually a dedicated meow button, uh, which is pretty fun. Um, so as far as language goes, I don't think so. But I do think that there's like supposed to be like fighting and stuff like guns and stuff. But I don't worry about seen that. that. She plays Borderlands and Call of Duty. So I'm not like worried about stuff like that. It's more like I think you're gravy. Be, like, does this yeah. cat turn into a splat on the road if you like because I only know kind of the premise, the basic premise mm. of the game, not like I haven't seen any gameplay for it yet or anything. So, I haven't seen the cat die because it looks mm. really cool. Like it's kind of a neat concept. It's not going to Doki Doki Literature Club you. It's one of the things, actually, I get why they did it, but I, I don't think maybe it's uh, it, I wasn't really appreciative of it when I started playing it is actually they don't allow you to make the cat do jumps and stuff that it can't okay. like. So you can't like fall down through the buildings and like hit the ground and die. Um, You only can do jumps like that, that it can do like it actually has a prompt for it. So cool. it's not like that game PETA came out with with all the little cats where you have to like build the little village. That was wild. And it was super whack. It was crazy. And it, the gameplay was incredibly hard. And then like in between each little level, you learn about this orca like SeaWorld's like kind of uh, free willy sort of story about how the animals are all tortured and stuff. It was like weird game and they talk about like conditioning children. And I'm like, PETA is in on this shit with the video game. That was nuts. He just freaking there like such a scam. My yeah. grandma before she died got super into him, and like I was like, "Grandma, look, you need to go do some research on PETA. Uh, like they are not a good organization. If you want to support animals, like go buy one at your local like shelter or whatever." Um, but uh, yeah, PETA kills more animals than they save by far. Uh, so anybody out there who's a fan of PETA, just know that. Uh, Big tangent. <laughs> I'm still yeah. here. My cat hit the camera button. Oh, your, your cat. So, speaking of which, <laughs> so so Zach, what's what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It is fucking late, but I'm doing all right. Um, haven't really had a whole lot of ridiculous shit going on recently. Um, so kind of just doing to do normal stuff, working things of that sort, playing some games, of course, as well. So, uh, not a whole lot of ridiculous stuff going on. Well, nothing I can talk about here anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not bad. Nothing you can talk about. Oh, do uh -oh. tell. You, you got, is it, is it Operation Ghost Booty fully operational? <laughs> What's no. up? Tell me. No. Oh, man. That would, that would be great, but Operation. Now you gave away his OnlyFans. God, Poke. <laughs> I have been, Sandly, dude, Sandly, I have been trying Sandly, to get Sandly, him. Excuse to... me. I am hey, a no, classy person. Only... I'm a fansly. OnlyFans oh is really not like the ideal uh, platform for sex workers anymore. Friendly is much more like sex worker, uh, like uh, agreeable and stuff like that. Not going to lie. I've been trying to get him to make one for ages. Oh uh, and it just, it hasn't panned out. Um, And I, I'm sad. Like, okay. So like my policy is really simple. It, whether I want to see you naked or not, I support you going out there and making your motherfucking money. Like that's just how it is. And so, like I, I like I want I want to see it, but um, you know maybe there's a little curiosity involved. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> allegedly, but uh, he has so far shot me down every single time, and it makes me sad. We've talked about it pretty extensively on Beetlecast. <laughs> um, and uh, that's cray cray, but. So, uh, so, so the subject for tonight, the kind of the the theme that I want to hang like the whole thing around, is horror video games. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Zachary is a um, he is a professional gamer. He plays for Twitch. His stream is fabulous and it's wonderful, and um, you should go check it out. It'll be linked in the show notes. And uh, so, I guess the first thing I want to actually ask our wonderful guest tonight is, Zach, out of all the games you played. Is there any game, and I'll ask you guys too, is there any game that's ever like really actually genuinely terrified you? Like made you shit your pants, like really fucked you up? Is there, is there, is there one? All right. So there's a little bit of preamble before this, but the answer is Silent Hill 2 because of the age I played it at, the location that I played it at, and also the uh, matter that, um, <laughs> the age that I played it at. So Silent Hill 2 was easily one of the scariest games I've ever played because of atmosphere, because of the way that the acting was, even if some of the voice acting was 
hot garbage. Um, the just the general atmosphere of that game, but also I was playing it at like what was that? Like, it was in the early two thousands, so I was in my like single to double digits ages, <laughs> and um, at that time I was also playing by myself at my parents' place, where in which that is as we figured out around about that time frame, also on a burial ground. So um, I had all the, the creaks of the house because it's an older house, the ambiance of being in Silent Hill with the fog all around, and then suddenly having a random creature jump out at you in order to attack you when you only got a stick to fight with. Definitely kind of did it for me, but then also like kind of learning about more of the themes that happened and it talks about in the game, it uh, it, it, it kind of hit in a way that made it so, like, it, it partially ruined horror, like, actual scary shit for me. Because the only thing that really gets me at this point is, like, bullshit jump scares. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I've never actually played a Silent Hill game in my life, so I I wouldn't know, um, honestly. Um... But uh, I mean, Resident Evil got me with that jump scare with the fucking dogs at <laughs> the, dogs the door. The yeah, <laughs> the door or whatever. Dude, that shit fucked me up. Like when I played, I played, I put that game down. Like I played it, I got to that part, and I was like, "This game's too hardcore for me." And then I find out later that basically that's like the only truly scary thing in the game, and I just like should have stuck with it. But uh, you know, I also I, I don't really care about Resident Evil, but uh, I do like the movies though; they're pretty good. Uh, Beth, is there a video game that's ever uh, that's ever affected you? I know that you're not as big a gamer as maybe us, but at the same time, who knows? No, I, I'm into video games. Um, the difference is, is like I spent all of my younger years not being into ga- video games because I had death anxiety really bad. Like I would get really scared of dying in video games. And then I'm playing with a bunch of dudes who are all like, you just got to get over that. And like I couldn't get past that. And there was like the whole macho toxicity of like, well, then you just shouldn't play. So it took a long time before I actually like felt safe enough to get into gaming and i only play horror games like besides horror games i play elder scrolls every now and then or i'll play like sonic racing with my kids or something but otherwise like i'm currently replaying vampire again stuff like that um one of the very first games that i got into when i got into video games i was all super amped for it and i went to go try to play evil within and the anxiety (laughs) in the first like five minutes of that game literally like i my heart rate was at like 130 i'm sitting here like having an asthma attack and it terrified the shit out of me and it just it wasn't even so much scared me but the anxiety it gave me trying to go from like not gaming at all like my experiences sonic and mario and mortal kombat and shit to like this like really intensive like hard to maneuver game for somebody who's never really done it before like that shit fucked me up i'm not gonna lie it really gave me anxiety and i still haven't beat the game i own both of them i've played the second one like but i can't i haven't gone back and beat the first one because like i can't it just it messed me up that bad so i've seen my kids play it and beat it which was cool so i actually have seen the gameplay and like know that it's not near as anxiety ridden through the rest of the game after that point like at all but it like was enough to like make me put it down for a while Okay. Um, I've I've never gotten like more than twenty minutes into an Evil Within game, but the reason is mostly because the graphics. The graphics are just laughably bad. Um, in my humble opinion. Uh, but I don't make video games, so uh, you know, that take it for what it is. Nick, um, there's only one game. I don't play a whole lot of horror games. Uh, I did a few with Noah. Uh, back last Halloween. Never got them out on his channel. My computer was giving me issues, but I mean, they were cheap jump scares. There's only one game that I've played that I can't get past the first like five minutes of, and that is the first Dead Space. As soon as that first Xenomorph or whatever it is, or Necro Necromorph or whatever Necromorphs, yeah, yeah. As soon as that first Necromorph jumps up, as soon as I get to the elevator, I literally shut off. The, I tried to do a let's play of it back when I was still doing let's plays. I got to the elevator. And I was like, you know what, guys. I can't do this. I never released that episode. I can't. I can't. Something about it just freaks me out. It's like a well-earned jump scare. It's not a cheap one. I mean, it's not. I don't know. That's the only game that I have like been not able to like. I cannot beat the first. I can't play it. Something about like I can watch people do it on Let's Plays all day long, um, but I just cannot. Something about me playing it, it just jumps. It just makes me jump. 
<laughs> so would this be a bad time to say that I have like a model of the marker downstairs? Like, no, I mean, it wouldn't bother me. I mean, I probably should eventually play it. I mean, I've seen all of them played, but man, I don't know. It's about me playing it. I don't really play horror games. You get games the eebie-jeebies, right? Like, when you think back to trying to get to that point where you're, like, at that spot that really sucks, and then yeah. I'm just like, nope, I don't want to do it. I mean, as a kid, the first Halo game scared me. The Flood? Something about the Flood, like, my dad was only, like, partially into it, so, like, this big broccoli motherfucker comes up with his little tentacle swinging at me. And I was, I like paused the game and I was like, I can't play this game right now, dad. He's like, well, why did you start playing? I'm not even done with the game yet. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so now I play Halo all the time. I play it. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Now it's the opposite. I play it too much. Where I'm like, mm, well, here's where I got to jump. I'm going to do this. It's going to be awesome. So, so I have, I have actually two that I think are worth mentioning. The first one is an old PlayStation 2 game called The Suffering. Um, the Suffering was about um, you were in an insane asylum. And so it was a lot like something like maybe 13 mm. Ghosts. Uh, wait, was... Yeah, this, that's what The Suffering... Was it a prison? You were in a really? prison. Because I literally just recently repurchased that game. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's And it's like haunted and stuff. I, I played it a very long time ago. Uh, and so it's kind of, uh, that's a really, the atmosphere in that game is that just really cool. Actually. It's phenomenal. Oh, I plan on playing it on the channel soon. So yeah. Twitch.tv slash ghost body. Go check it out. Go check him out playing the suffering. Uh, but that game fucked me up when I was younger. Maybe, maybe I'll, uh, jump on the stream like, uh, and just as a spectator and hang out and watch it. Um, just to revisit my fears from when I was younger. <laughs> uh, that one had me jacked up. But then the second one, actually, believe it or not, is more recent, um, and that is uh, Alien Isolation. Mm -hmm. Alien Isolation is a terrifying game. And it's just like the way they set up the atmosphere and everything, like the moment you walk into the ship and there's all those body bags laid out, like you're just like, okay, this game is not fucking around. And um, the whole thing with Alien Isolation is you can't kill the Xenomorph. It's, it's immortal, essentially. And so you can... <clears throat> use like flamethrowers and stuff to kind of get it away from you but you you have this little thing and it just beeps because if you guys remember the original alien they had the thing and it, you know it beeps and when an alien gets closer it beeps faster uh when you're actually the person holding it and you're just hearing beep 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 it's like oh no 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 i ain't doing this um <laughs> so Alien Isolation, I've never gotten more than, like, three hours into. Because I'm just, like, it's terrifying to me. Like, the Xenomorph, these days isn't scary. Because the Xenomorph has kind of fallen into, like, movie tropes. Where it's, like, in broad daylight. And it's, like, all that other stuff. But they really channeled what made the original Alien so terrifying very well in Isolation. And uh, they even had DLC that was based on the Nostromo. And you can play as, you know, uh, Ridley. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, and if you go play it, then, uh, tell me how the ending is. Cause apparently the story is phenomenal, but I haven't, haven't seen it. Uh, it just, this shit fucked me up. Um, so, uh, let me ask you guys this. D do you think that horror video games as a genre, do you think that they're scarier than horror movies? I mean, I definitely think that they have the potential to do so, but it depends on the person. Like when I play, like I get really sucked in, like like it would a book, you know what I mean? Which is why I take it so personally, like when I die or when I fuck something up or I do something, like I take it really personally. I can separate myself from the movie a lot more easily than I can separate myself from the video game. Um, I personally like to play like the multiple choice games where what I do absolutely affects the outcome at the end of the game. So like Until Dawn, Beyond Two Souls, stuff like that. Um, I really like games like that. And so uh, I think I do get a little more uh, kind of integrated into the game and it could definitely be scarier to me because movies don't really fuck with me, you know, but like um, when I'm playing until dawn, like I get really, really personal when something changes that I didn't mean to do or when I don't save somebody I meant to save, like I kind of get all butthurt about it and I have to go back and play it again because I didn't do it the way I wanted to. Like, so, yeah, I would say so. I would absolutely say so. I think so. I think it, like, depends on, um, I think it really depends on the game for me. I mean, I think there's things that in inherently everyone gets scared of, like, uh, you know, cheap jump scares. I'm pretty sure everyone gets a jump out of them. It's, I mean, it's not fair. It's not, f I mean, 
sometimes it's funny to watch other people do it. Like if they're on a let's play, it's funny to watch them do it. But I don't like it personally happening to me. I think it sucks. Um, something about for me, it's the I'm controlling it. This this character is depending on if it's like a voice protagonist or not. This character is you. Um, I've I've noticed that a lot of the times, and I've seen people post on the internet. Most of the time, when you read something, it's in your own voice. So if you're playing an unvoiced protagonist where uh, dialogue lines come, it's you. You know, you hear it in your mind that it's you. So you're controlling this character. Um, so I don't know. I think it just depends on the game. Like, um, of course, I already said that one scared me. But like, even certain aspects of Fallout scare me. Like, there are certain scary levels in Fallout Four that scare the shit out of me. Go to the Salem uh, Salem Museum of Witchcraft, and I'm pissing myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> some certain area. I don't know. Something about like. I don't know. I think it just depends. For me, it's the controlling of it is what really, like, it gets me sucked in. Um, unless it's a game I've played thousands of times, then uh, only a cheap jump scare gets me at that point. Like, I'm getting hit for no reason and it scared me out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it just depends on the game and the person at the same time. Fucking swan. <laughs> Fucking oh, yes. swan. Yeah, you're just in there. Oh, look at that duck. Look at Every that time. Duck. <laughs> Damn Swan, the hell's wrong with them? Freaking Todd the God Howard needs to get his shit together. Ghost. So I would say that it's um it's actually really interesting looking at like kind of looking at the history of horror games and then seeing it as it goes on from here on out. Because we've seen a little bit of a shift in them at this point, where in which like they become more of like communitive experiences. And also them emulating horror movies ultra hard to the point where in which they essentially become horror movies. Because, um, like, for example, right now, one of the ones that's the most popular that just recently came out was The Quarry, which is um, literally a it's a it's an 80s horror film. I want to play it so bad. Just recently finished it um, off stream. Um, it's good. It's not. A lot of people will say it's not as good as Until Dawn, but it is. It's still pretty solid, all things considered, and it definitely has the highest production values out of all of them. Well, but, and if you've got like, a fanfic for Evil Dead and the franchise and stuff like that too, which mm-hmm. is really where I want to go into it because of the Raimi brothers being in it and stuff like that. Like I thought that was really cool and why I wanted to check it out, honestly, in the first place. Yeah, and the Evil Dead game is actually pretty good too. But um, so when it comes to that, like that one is actually like a shared experience for people, and it's and it's essentially once again just a horror movie, but you actually have that control over the characters. And as um as you were saying earlier, the separation between like you, another character that is in the film or in a film, versus you controlling the character themselves that since you have that barrier removed from you like you are putting more emphasis and more effort into the character as what would i do in this situation what would this first person voice speak to myself as where in which that makes it so you will be more invested inside of that in comparison to just watching someone else perform an action and yes the things are going to be tropey it's a given like horror movies are automatically going to be tropey unless it's something like cabin in the woods where in which it's just a parody of it which becomes a trope itself (laughs) so you're going to end up running into the interesting issue of how to make this more novel but the way to making it more novel is being able to integrate yourself more. Like, for example, as you were Devin, we're talking, we're talking about um, Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation has a mode on the PlayStation 4 that you can plug in a PlayStation camera to, and it will track and observe your audio through that. So if you are making noises or, like, let's say that you're playing it up for, like, a stream or something, you're whimpering or some shit, the alien will hear that and attack you as a result. So <laughs> being able to implement yourself into those games makes it so you can be more invested. It makes it so an actual scare is more so earned rather than just a random jump scare, even if sometimes you can get randomly get stabbed through a locker that you had that the aliens had no opportunity to know that you were at. No, I would absolutely say I agree. We see a lot of it, too, like as far as integrative games. There's the Friday the 13th game. There's Dead by Daylight. We've got a whole lot of that. 
And like you said, it's tropey. Like all of Dead by Daylight is just different horror movie tropes thrown in as hindrances or help aids throughout everything. And that's all anybody gives a crap about is what mm -hmm. the different little icons are. I can't, my son would be so mad at me right now that I can't remember what they are, but there's like <laughs> offerings and then all kinds of other yeah. like things and stuff. Um, and that's the game like he's super obsessed with and he likes going back and forth between killer and survivor and that's exactly it you get to play different roles and each survivor has different skills that they can use and so you find the one that you relate to the most and that you can play the best and it makes it that much more personalized and you can actually play with other people that you can even set up your own private rooms with which makes it even more personal if you're mad at your homeboy and you decide you want to be the ghost face killer and he's a survivor you get to absolutely mess with him however and as much as you want in that game like because there's a lot of different ways that you can attack the different players or that they can defend themselves against the killer it makes it way more personal and i think it's way harder for people to separate out from that mentality versus when you're immersed in a horror movie situation, even if you're in the theater or you're binge watching like all of the Saw movies for the day, you know, you're still distanced from it in a way that you're not in these kinds of video games. I, um, <clears throat> I want to be a contrarian for a second and say this. I, um, I think that the problem with horror video games is actually the same problem with uh, video games in general as far as like uh, complete immersion and that is that video games have not reached a, revel a level of realism yet where they can be truly 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 scary mm -hmm. so if you think about the last movie that horrified you it wasn't likely to be a movie like um i don't know uh alien covenant right um it just those movies really aren't scary um, it's, and the reason is because like, uh, but what am I trying to say here? <laughs> so when you're playing a video game, because of the fact that it's not real and you can tell it's not real and like, it's not photorealistic, although video games are getting there next 10 years or so, we're looking at photorealistic video games, but for right now they're not. And so you always have that layer of separation between it, where this is a digital world that doesn't actually exist, and you know for a fact it doesn't exist, your anchor, uh, referring back to an earlier Macabre Masters episode, is that fact. Whereas with movies, they've gotten to the point now where they can make pretty much all of it look like it actually happened in real life, and with clever enough effects, it really does look like I mean, I always go back to Hereditary, which was a shoestring budget movie, and it all looked absolutely real and they used camera tricks and they used really good makeup and really good uh, prop design to bring that world to life. They can't really do that with video games so much right now. And so I've never seen a, I've never played a video game, even the ones that scared me, that scared me as much as something like Hereditary or something like the original Pet Cemetery. Um, it's just, uh, or had as much of an effect on me as something like Final Destination 2 where the logs yeah, go through yeah. the the car and for the rest of your life you get sketchy when you're driving behind a log truck right for the rest of your life i bet i bet the log truck i bet the log truck in places are so pissed when that movie came out mm -hmm. um and <laughs> I, I, i'm just saying like it's so that's the thing is like i think that like the format is being held back by that um I mean, in some of the most truly scary moments, it's something that actually I think has been acknowledged by a lot of you guys. Some of the most truly scary moments in video games are often not even meant to be, they're not even presented as being scary. Like, they're just something that for some reason flicks a switch in your own brain. Um, the example I always give is the T-Rex in uh, Jurassic Park Genesis, right? You walk up, it's a cartoon, like, you know, it's not even close to photorealistic because it's on Sega Genesis. You, you're walking up, you hear boom, 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 and then the T-Rex busts through the wall. And, and that's scary to me, but it's not presented to be that way. It's just a dramatic way of introducing the T-Rex in the game because everybody wants to see the T-Rex. And so it also plays with that a little bit, like our own Switches. I think something that's happening in video games now is that actually the terror isn't so much in the serial killer or the the ghost, you know, that you see. Um, the terror is actually in real life, mm -hmm. and it's presenting uh, that through a frame. So 
take a game like Earthbound. I think Earthbound, in its way, is a horror game. And um, the horror is what's inside you as the viewer. Like, Earthbound is acknowledging you as a human, and it's calling you out as a human while you're playing it. Um, a recent game that did something similar uh, and recently got re-rated, actually, by the, by the ESRB was Omari, which, uh, like, tackles really heavy, like, uh, suicidal themes and things mm -hmm. along those lines. So much so that a lot of people can't play it because it just it gets so deep into those themes. And that is a horror game. Like that is not marketed as a horror game. Like you don't see the cover and think that it's a horror game. But the horror, the true horror video games, in my opinion, are the ones that say something about you. Movies don't have to. Movies have entirely different, you know, states, you know, everything like um, they have different, like a different goal in mind. You know what I mean? And so unless it's cheap jump scares, then uh, most video games I think that are scariest are the ones that are a reflection as opposed to showing you. Because what monster in what video game is like really going to keep you up at night? With one exception, and that is a Skyrim mod for all of my Skyrim friends out there. There's a Skyrim mod called Clockwork Tower. If you play it, there's a girl in it. She's a ghost, and she's uh, she, she looks like the girl from The Ring or The Grudge, hair on her face. And she just floats behind you and is so inhuman and weird. And if you let her get all the way up to you, you die. That's terrifying. That was terrifying to me. But the reason was because she, it wasn't a human movement. She was floating in the air. So it was very weird. Um, but you guys get what I'm trying to say? I think so. Like it's, it's, I don't think the scariest video games at all are the ones that are actually aiming to be scary is I guess the short version of that. Like I think, the scariest ones are the ones that tackle a difficult subject psychologically and do it well. I would say Earthbound being kind of the king. I can see that. Part of like like Call of Duty World at War, I mean, it's not the greatest one of all time, but it like it's more violent. And of course, Call of Duty is very political as much as they don't want to talk about it. They always add some sort of horrific element to at least one level. Um, like when you open up with world at war, you are being held in Japanese uh, camp out in the Pacific, you know, they slice open your neck and they kill your friend right in front of you. It's crazy. Uh, Modern warfare two, of course has no Russian. Um, <laughs> Modern warfare three has that one level where that little girl and the mom get blown up by a gas truck. So, I mean, it's, I mean, and then that's this really stupid part where they had the one where you like, uh, you can't shoot the baby. Like, they did that on purpose where it's like, really, you really wanted to try and shoot the baby? What are you stupid? It's like, you can't do that to any other character. You can't do that to any other friendly, but oh, you knew someone was going to try and shoot the baby. So you had to be a little asshole about it. I don't know. I hate Activision and Treyarch and all that. I like Call of Duty the story, but also like they're too political, even though they say they're not. So <laughs> they always try to add some horrific element. Like this is the horrors of war. We're using real World War II footage. And I'm like, ah, it's... They, in like in Call of Duty World War Two, they had the pictures of the concentration camp, but very very tame pictures of concentration camps. So I don't know. I think sometimes they can or like Bioshock is a really scary game to me. That one, uh, like, um, uh, what what's the 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 big line? The slave obeys. Uh, it's all about uh, free will of mankind and all that. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good one. So. Everything that you mentioned, it all actually has really one thing in common, and including Bioshock, really. And that is, um, it, it's the horror is based in what humans do to other humans, yeah. right? So, um, because that is true horror. Like, the, my wife won't watch American Psycho for that reason. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's what people do to other people. Because you can, you think about Lovecraft, right? And Lovecraft was a racist piece of shit. Look it up if you want to. Um, but you think about him and he tried to create monsters without creating them really that like would, they would terrify you so bad that like you go insane the moment you look at them. Those monsters don't really exist. Like there's not, I would argue that as an adult, like as a kid it's different, but as an adult, like there's no monster anybody can show you. Like if you look at something like, uh, Dark Souls or Elden Ring, they got really cool designs and you're mostly just like, oh, that looks really neat. Um, because the true horror is in each other. 
and the true horror is in your mind. And I just, I don't know. It's a fascinating thing to think about because if you t- if you try to play a horror game without jump scares and stuff like that, it's not really much of a horror game. Like even even if you look at something like Silent Hill or Resident Evil or zombie games of really any sort, the horror lies in the fact that most of those things are humanoid. Yeah, I think you know they might have been human. Like you think about the nurses with the covered up faces yeah. and stuff like that. Like you know it's <clears throat> it all goes back to humanity and because humans are the true monsters, right? Yeah. And um, go ahead, bud. I think we talked about it, and maybe it was an episode of Lorecast. I think um, we talked about it. People have changed the way they view villains after 9-11. 9-11 kind of changed everything um, in America, specifically. If you're outside of America, it may not affect you as much. But, like, the villains became a little more real, a little more human. Like, Thanos supposedly has a point. Everyone always is like, ooh, Thanos made sense. Uh, the Joker from um, uh, a dark, the Dark Knight is super relatable because he's a human, um, and I think even now, like unfortunately, this is going to sound truly horrific, but there's going to be a point where um, most kids or a, a really good percentage of them have gone through a school shooting, and I think that the age of um, where spectacular monsters scare you, I think that's getting lower and lower and lower, where by the age of 10, there's a great chance that some little kid has already experienced a school shooting, so they already know the horrors of people. Um, it's it's sad to me that that one little girl at the Uvalde, like, somehow instinctively knew to cover her face in blood just so she appeared dead. Like, that is truly horrific, and I think that horror games are going to have to get more like as you say psychological and at that point i'm they already have that one game hatred it's so stupid where you play the mass killer and it's not that good it's rated ao just for the sake of it but like so bad you know people are going to start making like school shooter games and it's like capitalism is going to really <laughs> it already happened oh but, my uh... God. damn <laughs> didn't one get delisted from steam not too long ago yes. yeah That's that awful. was 2 years ago 2 3 years ago but uh so <coughs> no go ahead oh, okay so what i was going to say is if we're going to go off of the humans are the real monsters all along type thing and we're dealing with any type of war element uh if you haven't seen it or heard of it yet um spec ops the line is easily one of the oh, best yeah. examples of that style of game uh, because you like, I'm not going to say what the big sequence is, but there is one particular sequence that is the turning point of that game, where in which you are the one that is committing whatever it is there. And it's if you've um, if, if you've ever read Harder Darkness, you have a little bit of an idea of where things are going. But even then, that particular sequence is the one that really creates the start of the descent. And also, like, the set dressing and also the other stuff in the game um, manages to make it work very well in that case. But I will say that there is definitely a leaning towards um, having humans. The humans are the real bastards all along. But at the same time, monsters do have a general classical appeal because of being able to play on the fear of the unknown. And it is always able, like, their horror film, horror media, horror games especially, always going to be able to feed on that one way or the other. It just depends on how they're going to feed into that and how they're going to work alongside it. At this point, we might see a resurgence of the classic monster movie. If if these real-world things keep getting worse and worse, at some point there's going to be, like, the pendulum swing the other way, I feel, where the scary monster might actually scare you again. Um, if you're super, uh, you know, like I think even South Park made a joke about it. One of the seasons, I think all but like two episodes started with the a school shooting. It's, it was like, they didn't even care at that point. So I think eventually, unfortunately, probably people are going to get a little bit numb to it. And then at that point, I think there's going to be a big resurgence of, uh, monster movies, uh, actually scaring you again. And it might not have to be, a piece of shit human because you're like yeah i know humans are pieces of shit i know that already so maybe it's like ooh, something fantastical is actually scary again i don't know that's a thought that just popped into my mind but like it goes even further like 
so for example, earlier I listed the suffering. The suffering is a game about a prison, and so like the 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 entities you fight against are human, or they were human, right? Um, if you think about something like uh, like ghost movies and games with ghosts in them, they they were at one point human. It's um, and I do think that it's important to remember that stuff like video games and movies are supposed to be a form of escapism. They're supposed to be, uh, if you think about Godzilla. For example, Godzilla was a direct reaction to Japan's fear of nuclear annihilation in the right in the um, after World War Two. And so, like, um, it's uh, but I mean, who, when's the last time anybody was scared by Godzilla? Although I will say Shane Godzilla was pretty is that was a that was a pretty interesting Godzilla for the fear factor of it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I would like to see that. I would like to see like monsters kind of come back and like you know, do their thing. Because like uh, we talked about last week, we talked about Jaws. Jaws was a shark that fucking just terrified people. Like just like completely ruined the water for them. Hmm. And uh, you don't really see that so much. These, you see like a movie monster just like really like kind of killing the game. You know what I mean? Hmm. Other than like, no, because even like something like Freddy Krueger, right? It's, It's a sick fuck, you know? So ghost i wanted to ask this man um so typically we do stuff like movies on this uh on this wonderful podcast and so what is the last horror movie that like really like really got you like it really messed you up um that's really hard because as i said like Playing Silent Hill 2 at the age that I did just like hard stop pretty much any type of horror film from actually being able to reach that that level for me. Um I mean, Hereditary didn't do it. Um The Nun Files or whatever it was called was just I feel um, attacked. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that was the one that got um, my ass. It was Hereditary. See. Like, uh, Amazon didn't do anything for me. That cemetery didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. Um, hey, uh, Georgie, want a balloon? <laughs> it's um, it's really hard in order to kind of even like nail down one, because like realistically speaking, most of them, most of the times I end up getting scared by any of those films. It was just like jump scares. Um, uh. If I had to say anything that kind of got me, then it's not even really horror. It's more thriller, and it's not even really thriller. It's mostly just because of the material that is used in the films. But Solemn, 120 Days of Sodom, and a Serbian film about the only things I can really think of that even did like anything to me in the last like 15 years. <laughs> so Serbian is one of those where people, they keep telling me, Hey, if you want to see something fucked up, watch Serbian in a Serbian film. I'm like, what makes you think I want to watch fucked up stuff? (laughs) Everything I've heard about that is that it's just a giant snuff film. From what I've heard, I watched a review about it. This guy goes like really, really, really deep into it and spoiled the thing. And I was like, it's just shock value. And they don't even show it. It's just the implication. It's not really like... I don't know how feasible that is, but I mean, I'm sure somewhere it's happened. It's just, I don't know. I think it's just to garner attention. It's it's like a it's TikTok sensationalism. I think, like they so, they had that one movie. I don't remember what's one right now. Yeah. Are you talking about the anime one, or are you talking about another one? It was like because there was a couple of them. Different it was like the when they were like we looked up these. We watched the movie that no one said to watch, and these are it's like these two scenes really yeah. messed me up. And then someone posted the pictures. And I'm like. Yeah, I guess it's kind of uncomfortable for the person. It's kind of messed up, but not nothing, nothing terrible. I don't know. Yeah. So when it came to a Serbian film, um, it basically the reason that that film was made as a whole is because Serbia doesn't really didn't really have a ratings board in any way, shape, or form. So you could get away with whatever content you wanted in whatever film you wanted because there was no way in order to gauge that um, what was appro- what would be even considered appropriate for any type of particular audience. So they just went with the most extreme examples that they could possibly go with. And 
Like it's 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 not too far off from just a like a horror thriller to an extent. Um, I mean, you do have someone shrieking in the film newborn porn, but that's like there and there's some other scenes and sequences and stuff. But a lot of it is cutaways, things that aren't like so. They're bad. They're extremely bad, and they're in extreme poor taste more than anything else. Um, but. Like, that was, like, possibly, like, the last thing that kind of, like, even anywhere near got me just because, like, that uh, that content's kind of questionable, and I probably shouldn't be watching this inside of my child development psychology course, but here we are. <laughs> I read a description of this, like, a Serbian film, and um, after, after uh, some friends told me I should see it, and I haven't seen it, but I read a description, and the poor taste thing was exactly what I thought, because it was, like... It was like the first thing that occurred to me is like, if you want stuff like that, it's out there. You know what I mean? Like you probably yeah. got to hit the dark web for it, but it exists. Right, you know right, what I yeah. mean? Like any mega and, link and, on Twitter probably actually has it. Yeah. And, and so like, that's the thing is like, I, that's not particularly scary. It's just, it, there's real horror out there that people are really committing every single day. And you don't need a horror film to tell you that that's just this, that's, all that fucking weird, crazy shits out there. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I, that one, I don't even think that's horror. I think that's just shock value and not even really good shock value yeah. for people like us who grew up with the internet. Cause when I was, when I was younger and the internet was becoming a thing, me and my friends would have contests to see who could find the most fucked up thing on the internet we could possibly find. And it was out there. Dude, we're you know, old and Rotten.com is still a thing that kids yep. try to like up with themselves with. I loved Rotten.com. I loved it when I was younger. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Turns out a lot of it was fake. Um, oh, uh, did you guys hear about this article about the movie Host? It's no. supposed to be the scariest movie of all time. So they had people watch like a whole bunch of movies, Hereditary and uh, The Witch and The Conjuring and a whole bunch of stuff. And they hooked them up to heart rate monitors and like actual medical sensors. And apparently because of the jump scare factor for this movie, um, it is the scariest movie scientifically, like medically. It gets the most reaction out of your body of all the other movies they compared it to. <sighs> So I watched it, and I'm not going to lie, the jump scare factor on it was great. But I think the part that I really got with the most is that it's – so it's contemporary. It was done in, like, the last 18 months or so. And so it's during COVID. Everybody's separated in their houses, and they're doing, like, this um, sort of blessing thing or a, a sort of seance kind of communication medium mediumship type thing and one of them like treats it like a joke and now the spirit gets all mad and so like different things are happening at each of their houses through like the digital connection and again i think that just takes it back to like what is the current events like that are happening in our world being separated like by covid that was a huge scare personally for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons and now that we have movies that are actually taking those things and instead of it being these outrageous movie monster characters like that's the stuff that's really getting to people now are movies where they put you in a real life situation where you can relate to being alone home in your apartment doing stupid shit with your friends on the computer at like two o'clock in the morning like and, and they that's where they really get people scared and stuff like that and so like I see more movies like us, the idea of the shadow people that we've talked about, things like that, where we're actually taking people's personal fears and using them against them in real life. Like that's the new trend in horror movies and in horror games that we see. So I think that that's why games like Until Dawn and Erica and stuff like that are so popular is because you can choose. Do you want to be the good guy or the bad guy? Are you going to save people or aren't you? And I have to like force myself out of my comfort zone to be the bad guy just to see what's going to happen. If I eat these people in vampire or if I don't save these people and until dawn, like I really have to take myself out of my comfort zone to be able to do that. And so I think that's the big thing with a lot of these games and horror movies in general, like why we're seeing a whole shift and stuff is because of, of that more personalization using people's fears that aren't these crazy outrageous dream monsters or swamp things or vampires stuff like that uh, against us like as the general public i i i've said a million times before and i do think still to this day that scary 
what would be defined as something scary in my opinion is not something so like it's interesting you say the host like medically was proven to be the scariest movie ever because of jump scares but i don't think that scare i don't think that a truly scary movie is the one that makes you scared in the moment i think it's the one that sticks with you and um and so uh video games are the same way you know what i mean like the stuff that sticks with you and that is so much harder to pull off like something that actually stays with you um and i don't know i don't i don't know if any video games have really reached that point in my opinion where to like it's just like it keeps you up at night you know what i mean uh it's still an art form that's being developed and uh i don't know i'm curious to see where We're it'll different go in our age in that like because i can tell you right now my kids absolutely know to expect the jump scares and five nights at freddy's and but when they're outside like playing pretend five nights at freddy's it absolutely still scares them my littlest one still comes running in worried about whatever creepy thing he saw on youtube jeffy was the last one i think he was all scared of so, but he's like a little guy, you know, but those things like they develop you, their core memories and stuff like that. And so I think for video games, we're a little jaded and that we have been thriving on horror and good classic horror for 30 years now. Whereas this next generation behind us has a whole different perspective where instead of it being about horror movies, it was about horror games. Like that is really definitive for them. And I bet that when my kids are in their 20s, they're still going to be getting jump scared by Five Nights at Freddy's almost because it's a comfort mechanism for them at that point. Like, it's nostalgic. I'm going to be real with you. I can't get through Five Nights at Freddy's. I can't play it. I think it's the stupid thing, stupidest thing ever. Like, I can't get into no. it at all. It's impossible. It's, it scares me. Five Nights at Freddy's, like, really? really gets It does. It does. My kids I, are I, terrified of it. They'll play it for hours, scaring the shit out of themselves, and then go outside and play it some more. Like, I don't get it. I had a bet with a friend where he was going to buy me a video game, uh, Legacy of the Void, the StarCraft game, if I got through uh, if I got through four nights of the Five Nights of Freddy's, and I couldn't get through night one. It, so it, my... the, the caveat was I had to be in a room by myself in the dark playing it, and um, and I had to get through four nights, and it just it fucked me up. Like it's jump scares get me just as much as they get anybody else, probably more so. Um, it's, and it just, I don't know, I just couldn't deal with it. I, was, I don't know, there's something about that particular game that really keys into something. I mean, uh, a lot of people feel that way, obviously, because it's a huge franchise. I own, like, six games now or something that my kids have downloaded on different devices and then, like, collector's edition packs that they have. Like, it's a huge, huge franchise. And so, obviously, people get it. Like, it really does trigger people in a way that they, like like obviously i think it's just a dopamine response to the adrenaline from the jump scare personally that makes it addictive but like i think that's a whole other podcast heck yeah all right um so ladies and gentlemen we are uh we're about at time um so uh yeah it's uh i don't know it's uh it's a lot of fun and it's late as fuck and so my brain isn't working correctly <laughs> Um, that's how it goes. Uh, but I did promise Zach we would, we would, uh, we would take it easy on the timeline because my man's not used to recording at this time. So, um, as we always do, the last thing I want to ask is, um, if you guys have any, uh, shout outs, we're going to wrap it up. Do you guys have any shout outs you want to give any special people in your life? Maybe, maybe shout out to uh, myself for actually getting out of the situation I was in. It wasn't super healthy. Um, I was looking at just the right time. They just closed out that position. Like as I applied, it was like a day later. It was closed. Um, did I get the dream job? But better. Um, that's gonna give me more time for this podcast. Um, and I started streaming. Uh, I started streaming Dragon Age, but then my computer couldn't handle it, so I had to lower the resolution. I just figured out the perfect settings um so it is still 16 by 9 but it'll only be at 30 frames a second but it's mostly the audio and my lovely wife still got me this very very sexy microphone so maybe i'll stream some more um maybe i'll stream some more not horror games i play a lot of the lego games and a lot of games that take <laughs> 10 million hours to play so if you're in the long haul for dragon age or uh kingdom hearts <laughs> i'll start doing those again
Um, I don't know. I have shout outs mostly to my kids and family. So we've got most of the cabin built. And then I just, Jason's been working like five, six days a week, just trying to keep everything floating. I just started working a new job and school's getting ready to start. And like, we've just been really busy and getting a lot of stuff done on top of like some of the kids had COVID a couple of weeks ago and we got through that all super good. And like, it's just been kind of chaos lately. And like, we're thriving at a point where things have been okay, you know, and I haven't been super stressed about anything so just big out shout out to the kids and my family for pushing through and then um, my my professor is also the program chair now for the mortuary sciences department at acc and she is amazing and i adore her and she was able to help me out with a work study so that i can afford to continue paying for my last year of school until we get our patreon going <laughs> good times zach got any shout outs my man um I'm particular, but I'll just throw one out here. Um, even though there's no way a chance of it being heard. Uh shout out to Suda fifty one, one of the developers and directors of games that I've loved over the years, including horror and or just like straight up horror comedy. Um, because this is the guy who was one of the directors of Lollipop Chainsaw and then also one of the games I was going to kind of bring up, but um your metaphysical discussion on the fact of how humans are the real monsters are along kind of took up a fair bit. So, um, like the other one would be the, uh, was it Michigan Report from Hell? Which, if neither of you, if any of you have heard of that, it is a fucking treat. <laughs> Never heard of it. Beth, you muted. Uh, Oh, I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? Like, I lost signal for a second. Uh, uh, Michigan um, Report from Hell is, like, out of, like, the the general, like, gist of, like, horror, quote-unquote, titles, that is easily one of my favorite just because of how campy it is and also how ridiculous some of the monster designs are. We we got vagina monsters, people. We got vagina monsters. That's legit. (laughs) I accept vagina monsters. That's what's up. Vagina monsters need love, too, y'all. Um, <laughs> uh, as far as my shout outs go, I actually have two, uh, this week. And so, uh, my first one is going to be, uh, to, uh, Brock from the mortuary who did not write me back. I asked him if he wanted to come Your hang out case. with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I, I, you know, come on, Brock, work with me. Okay. Like, you know, it's okay to come out of retirement for one thing for some fans. Okay. Um, so Brock is one of them, uh, much love to him and his family. And then, uh, that's not sarcastic, like, like totally, truly like much love. The second one, of course, is to our, uh, to our guest, Zachary Ghostbody Ghostbody. Uh, thanks for coming and hanging out, man. Uh, hopefully everybody will go to twitch.tv slash ghostbody and check your shit out. Yeah, I actually need to play more horror games on there because I haven't recently, but it's been all over the place, honestly. That it has, uh, Zach. He he plays a he plays a, a very weird selection of games like Mortal Kombat and anime, damn near porn games and like freaking all sorts of different uh-huh. shit. Uh oh yeah. By the way, there's definitely Rule Thirty Four of everything we've talked about tonight. Um, I don't even have to look it up. I already know it from personal experience. Just trust me on this. Silent Hill I, li- Oh yeah, Silent Hill Nurse. Uh, Silent Hill Nurse is definitely Ooh, out there. Head. Listen, uh, the pyramid, pyramid getting head. Um, I, it's it's <laughs> happening. It's out there. You listen, I, your boy Pope goes places, so you don't have to. Okay, like I'm with you here. All right. So, uh, this has been Macabre Masters. Uh, make sure to check out uh, Beetlecast. Make sure to check out Twitch.tv/GhostBuddy. Make sure to check out Nick's stream. Where can they find your stream, Nick? You've talked about it a few um, times, but you have. Let's see. Well, I got two. One is where I build Legos. That's uh, Original Nick one word, space builds. Uh, the other one, I think, is Original Nick 1337 because um, I'm Elite Gamer. Let me see. Let me elite. check. I don't Yeah. Original Nick 1337. I can put a link down in the in the, That'll be in the show notes. Yeah. yeah get, show give, notes. give me a link. I'll send you a link. Uh, I don't get on there much, but... <laughs> Beth is a private person, so we don't have any links for her. Uh, Beth, I don't know if you... Macabre Masters Facebook group or Instagram. That's true. You can reach me there. 
The uh, Beth, I don't know if you've noticed, but I actually in the bottom of all of our episodes, I actually put a little message from you to the audience. Yeah, I love their bottom. hair and their <laughs> shoes. I read every single one of those. I'm not even listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I like doing that. It's just this is a funny little wink. Um so uh all right guys, thanks for uh thanks for tuning in. Uh make sure to check everything out. And uh other than that, hope you have an amazing night and just remember the true monsters are us. God damn it. God damn it, Pope. This is gonna lead into oh, another purge shit. episode. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>